Hi there, and welcome back to Mugful of Mimosas, the podcast where no one has time for proper stemware. So grab your nearest clean cup and fill it up with your drink of choice and settle in for today's episode, where we're wrapping up this three-part multiple sclerosis series. And if you made it through all three parts, thank you so much for joining me as I share mine and Emma's stories. It's not often that us folks with MS get to talk to other folks who make you feel like you're not crazy. And I hope that if you have MS and you listened, something we said resonated or helped you. Also know that all the products that I reference in the pod are linked in my Amazon storefront, which you can find in the link tree in the description box of this episode. Now that I'm done blabbing, let's get to the dish. And as a reminder, for this episode, we're jumping straight into where we left off. So if you're feeling a little lost, make sure you listen to parts one and two first. So for now, top up your cup and let's go. So I actually, I see a fairly new, I've been seeing her now for over a year, but I have a new neurologist who's in private practice out here. Because Colorado is such a big MS center, Mm. um, there are the Rocky Mountain MS Center at the University of Colorado is hmm. it's it it's one of the premier MS centers and in fact they're the site for a lot of big research studies. So studies. I yeah, so like I don't I mean I know too much about the ATA one eighty eight study. They're That's so lucky though. Yeah, well, I tried to get into that one, but they told me I was too young to go off my DMT and they didn't feel safe having me go off DMT. So it was fine. But anyway, so yes, we have a lot of really good neurologists specializing in MS who do a lot of clinical research, but it was feeling way too academic and my mm. my visits were very like focused on Procedural. getting through the check boxes. Yeah. And I wanted someone who listened a little bit more to me and what was going on with me. EQ. And again somebody with EQ and bedside manner. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's also, I mean, that's one of those things because even though I feel like I'm getting worse and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm having all these problems in comparison to other people with MS. I look really good. But that's also so hard too, because it's just like, okay, I'm sorry that like Sandra over there is like in a wheelchair, but like, yeah, I know. But can you listen? I can't walk far anymore. (laughs) I actually, through my psychotherapist who has MS. So I've actually been mm-hmm. fortunate to, so I found two therapists through the National MS Society who specialize in chronic illness. And by chance, they both have happened to have MS, both wonderful women. Wow. Um, and so one of the, the one that I was seeing out here, she was like, you know, you should look at the Colorado MS Center it's this woman, Susan Anzalone. She came from San Francisco. She did her training at UCSF, which is one of the best medical schools in the country. Um, and she was like, I really like her approach. It's a little non-traditional. She's, she's very interested in alternative medicines, not as a replacement for 
Western medicine, but as a supplement to Western Mm -hmm. medicine. So I was like, I'll try it. And that's who I see now. And it's very, I mean, it's, it's, it's very bougie. Like it works really well for me as a young professional woman. Cause like the that, office, yeah, yeah, it feels very welcoming and not medical at all. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. everyone who works there is young and hip and dressed mm-hmm. well. I like that. I like that. Cause it's um, just like, you have to, like, you don't want to feel like you're going to your parents' doctor. No, exactly. And that, so this is, and, and it's great. Cause I actually, they do infusions there. Oh, they nice. Have an infusion room and it's, you know, same thing. It's still, it's decorated very nicely. And you sit in these really comfortable recliners and just hang out. And it feels like you're at your girlfriend's house. Yeah. And there yeah. To hang out. And I like that. Chat. I like that. So it's been good, but she actually, she's interested in the therapeutic effects of mushrooms, not so well, a little psilocybin, but more lion's mane. There have been some interesting studies about the remyelinating potential of lion's mane mushrooms. Yeah. Granted, if you're going to eat them raw or if you're going to eat them, like cook them, you have to eat a lot of them. But you can get them, you can get them powdered in capsule form. So I've been taking lion's mane, I think a thousand milligrams a day. So yeah, vitamin D3, vitamin B12, lion's mane, magnesium. And then I also, I take, I don't know if you're on any muscle relaxants, but I take Tizanidine. The other big one is Baclofen. No, for me, it's, um, it's, uh, well, right now it's the Vimerity until mm-hmm. Monday, because that's right. when infusion day yeah. is. Um, it's Zoloft, which I also, I I just talked to my therapist not my psychiatrist about like potentially wanting to go off the zoloft but being a little nervous it's um, hard yeah scary yeah gabapentin yeah and i take that twice a day and then the like other things that i do i do um apple cider vinegar mm-hmm. but like for like the app like Bragg's has this like true energy apple cider vinegar so it also has kind of like the the b12 boost um then I do a multivitamin recently I've just moved to like prenatal just so that like get to get my body ready Mm -hmm. and then the other thing I do which I think like my my old neurologist had like mentioned that she saw maybe some potential like ties but biotin like because I want to make sure like my nails and like Mm -hmm. I want to grow my nails because like my nails are always so like gross and peeling no Um, they're not you now 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 before before when I started the journey they were like disgusting and like I did like this whole regimen and and so they're better now they're better now (laughs) better now um but I had to stop taking the vitamin D because I was taking a shit ton you of vitamin saying, D. Right. Um, because I got kidney stones. Like, mm-hmm. 
And then my, uh, like my kidney doctor, my nephrologist was like, mm, don't do that for right now. Um, and then I was so going to like get back on the vitamin D and then I got my gallbladder taken out. Mm-hmm. So then it was just like, okay, great. And I, I don't know, like I, I've been like keeping my eye on like my vitamin D levels and they've been kind of like steadily, like slowly going back to what they were when I was first diagnosed, which I've noticed. And I'm just like, should I say something about this? Like, because like this doctor said, don't take the vitamin D because of this, but like, should it be time to introduce it back into the system? And everybody's just like, we don't know. Yeah, Talk to your neurologist. Well, it's interesting. So, you know, when I lived in the Bay Area, I was seeing a neurologist at the UCSF MS Center, which is also like one of the top MS centers. I mean, again, when you're connected to one of the best, if not the best mm-hmm. med school in the nation. But it's interesting. I went to a presentation by him and patients were able to ask questions. And there was a young couple. This was before I became a parent or we were even considering becoming parents. But there was a young couple who they were saying, so we know it's not a genetic disease. It's not like passed immediately through genes, but it does have a hereditary component. So while there's no guarantee that your kids will have it, there is a higher likelihood that they may have Uh it. And Uh they said, so what can we do to help prevent the chance of our kids developing this. And he said, really, the one thing he would recommend is mega doses of vitamin D3 while pregnant. Interesting. Interesting. And in fact, they think one of the reasons why Colorado has such a high incidence, I mean, we're, we're out by the sun and it's sunny here, but women who are pregnant during the first trimester in the winter those are the babies. So those of us who have summer birthdays have a higher incidence. And they think because the moms were exposed to less sunlight Interesting. and vitamin D3. That's so wild. While they were pregnant. Yeah. That's so crazy. And they don't fully know. I mean, he's like, this is just what I'd recommend. There hasn't been thorough research done on this, but he's like, I think the best thing you can do is take a lot of vitamin D while pregnant. Wow. Wow. So, That's really good to know. That's really yeah, good to know. So, so interesting. Exactly. So I did that. Again, time will tell. I mean, that's the other thing that's so weird about this disease, right? Is it's like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh, wait, not anymore. And mm-hmm. it's, it's also interesting. I mean, it hits women much more often than men. You know, I, something I read in the um the like the MS like that Momentum magazine that they send is I was reading an article that they did I think it was like last year or the year before that traditionally the like MS hits hardest for like women who are white women who are in their thirties to like fifties but that there's been this like uptick in not just women but like latinos and hispanic folks Uh, this like uptick in 
in like data and research when it comes to MS. And I like the the study was saying that the lack of it is uh, directly t- uh, like correlated to um, like being undocumented and like not having access to medical care to or like just to just like. Yeah, well, and I think that like, you know. Yeah, I think stress is a mm-hmm. huge factor. And hearing your story about when you had that big flare with the numbness was it happened when things were crazy at work. Yes. Yes. And I wasn't really thinking about it, but in hindsight, the year I was diagnosed was aw- I mean, it yeah. was awful but also good, but it was like both my grandmothers died that year. I was mm. involved in this. So it was my final year of business school. I was involved in this really intensive global case competition that my team made it to the finals. Wow. When we got, when, when we were told we won the regional round, my response was, oh, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone like looked. Anyway, so th- there was that. Then I was planning a wedding. Because I, so the year I graduated from business school, so 2012, I got married that October. So it was like, just all these things. Yeah, the stress in hindsight, I'm like, oh, yeah, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my doctor like begged me, like begged me, begged me to leave my job. Like, she's just like, I know you. you can't like she's just like I'm like I can't tell you what to do but what I can tell you is that stress is directly correlated to like worsening your MS and like possible flare-ups so I will say that it sounds like you have a stressful job so you do the math it's really it's not stress is the worst thing for us I mean stress is bad for everyone but it directly correlates to us feeling particularly poorly do you is there any like of the other like I guess like biggies like biggie triggers that like you think like impact you more disproportionately than others like for me it's like heat oh I was gonna say that's exactly (laughs) what I was gonna say I was like well summer sucks I feel like shit like I can't walk Uh uh-huh (laughs) uh-huh when I get hot um Speaking of Florida, our favorite place, uh, I we went to Disney World oh, for my father-in-law's birthday, and it was last no two December, I guess two Decembers ago. And December should be okay. Not but in Florida. Let me tell you, Florida is the worst. Orlando, exactly. Orlando in December, it was just like miserable. I I mean we ended up I end I finally the first day I was like I can do this this is fine we'll just walk slowly mm-hmm. no and mm-hmm. this, every subsequent day I I we got a wheelchair and I was like I probably can like walk and push a wheelchair part of the time but there will also be times that yeah. I'm gonna have to sit and you can push me and again yeah. I mean that's it's nice to have a spouse, to have a supportive spouse. Truly. Right. Truly. And again, that feels like an extreme moment. You know, that's, that's privilege right there is having a spouse yeah. who will be there and help support you. 
because again, on this MS subreddit, I hear people talking about trying to date with MS and when do you disclose? And when I saw this one post about this, like this lady who was divorcing this guy after he got, I was like, this is the most horrifying thing I've ever read in my life. Like that is, I, I was just appalled. Well, I I never know what, and I realize I never know if I could contribute anything because I'm like, truthfully, I never, I mean, I did have to date with MS, but I never, there was never a point at which I had to tell Peter, oh, I have By the MS, way, like, mm-hmm, come, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. he's been with me for the From whole the beginning. journey. Same with Stephen. Yeah, I mean, he came with me to my spinal tap appointment. Yeah, and same with Stephen. Yeah, he bought me this necklace that had, it's the pendant is of a shield. And it's mm-hmm. a vintage, I know, because he was like, I need you to be. And he was there holding my hand while I was getting the spinal tap. And in hindsight, I know, in hindsight, I'm like, and, you know, at the time I was like 25 years old. And I don't think I was thinking, oh, this might scare this guy away. What should I do? I just was like, dude, I'm 25. Like, I don't know what the future holds romantically I don't know like with this disease I'm just gonna be completely open and honest about who I am and the challenges I'm going through and he can decide to leave it yeah yeah he took it (laughs) (laughs) sometimes I'm surprised but (laughs) me too me too me too and Stephen makes fun of me all the time but I have like all like I'm all about like tips tricks literally my I'm not gonna say the name but the name of my Amazon assistant person because every time I say her name she (laughs) She will come alive she will come alive but like she tells me at seven did you take your nighttime medication and it startles people all the time all the time like when when we have people over they're just like oh what, what is and I'm just like well no I need that I mean Stephen too because he needs yeah. to take his allergy medicine because I don't want you snoring in my ear all night sir so like this is a, a dual benefit but like yeah I don't know if you can see like right here that's my medication on a little sticky shelf that I put by the that's by the good. the whatchamacallit yeah. and then we have like one of those like no shame in my game like old ass people did you take your medicine sliders that I like we keep by They're the door great. like there's multiple and like my phone gives me an alert my like my watch like I have that and then Steven's just like you're ridiculous when it comes to the heat because it's just like I have I have a a a fan that's a hat Mm -hmm. that like has the little thing that comes down I have another one that he says it makes me look like the Terminator because it looks like the goggles like Jordi LaForge from oh yeah like and I because it like it's like this powerful fan that just like blows right onto my face and then I have like a clip-on belt fan and then I have this like towel that was like Mm -hmm. you like put it in water and it stays cold forever type of towel yeah the one you do I have one of those yeah um so my favorite thing that I have my favorite device and it was not cheap it was referred to me so my physical therapist I was I was telling him I was like I'm having a hard time sleeping 
in the summer. And he was like, they're not cheap, but invest in a chili pad, which is the super cool. I mean, there who are a number are, of different companies. There are so many people who I who have shown, shown this to me. There And there are a number of different, there's like, I think another one is called Sleep 8, but it's basically a cube that you fill with water. It chills the water and then it runs through a pad and it cools your whole body down at night. Mm. Or if during the day when you're overheated, you can go lay down on your bed and you can mm. control the temperature. You could also use it to warm yourself up in the winter, I guess. I don't use it for that, but just... So you can turn it way down. You can turn it to like 62 degrees and be freezing all summer long as you My sleep. problem though with that, because I have a couple of like cooling pads, I feel very, I think something going on in my brain with the MS is temperature deregulation. So it's just oh, like- We all have that, right? I'm cold, but I'm so dripping, dripping sweat, dripping sweat. And it's the yeah. worst. And I just like, I think- that's probably like one of the hardest things that I've had to deal with is like when I was working and it's just like I have to be up to be functional at work at in a few hours and it's just like it's four o'clock in the morning and like I literally like I cannot I can't cover myself because I'm sweating, but I can't put clothes on because because I'm cold. Like it's it's miserable. It's the most it's miserable. It's the worst, thing. right? Yeah, my body cannot. If I'm cold, it can't heat itself back up. Yes. If I'm hot, it can't I'm, cool itself. I'm pouring down. sweat. I'm just like I'm dripping. I'm like a faucet. It's like you turned it on and it's just like I can't turn it off as much as I want to that's why I like I warn people it's not cooling but it's not cooling your core temperature at all now, which is like, what literally sweat at all. is supposed to do right I literally now just look like I got caught in the rain so where can folks find you if you want to be found and you can also say that's I don't want to be found question. so oh, many I mean, of my guests I say do I don't want to be found I don't have a private Instagram account my handle is Emma underscore VG that's V as in Victor, G as in goat, underscore MC, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you so, 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 so much for talking to me about this. And we actually, like, we're going to need to do a redo where we, like, probably, like, zoom in. Probably, like, the annoying ass aspects of MS. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to have to come back seriously, together for but I think we also have to talk about the good things. I do think slowing down and setting boundaries. Mm. And frankly, it's been good for my marriage because I rely, I rely on my husband to do a lot. He is the, you know, I hear about all these women who are like, I work full time and I'm the primary cook and the primary cleaner. And I'm like, okay, well we have, a house cleaner, which has been a lifesaver. But I'm like, my husband is the one who cooks dinner. My Mm -hmm. husband is the one who does most of the school drop off and pick up. He does everything. I love that. It's like things are, yeah, things are much more balanced in our relationship. And I think a good reason for that, um, um, the primary reason is because of my chronic illness. Yeah, I need him. And it forces me to be okay. And granted, like I put up with a lot of things that are messier than I'd like, but I just have to 
let it be it is yeah. what it is that's real oh this was so good this ketchup was so good i, I loved it i loved it i know i appreciate it i'm i mean i'm sorry you and i have the same disease but i also love that i have a friend that also yeah. has because it's hard. It's hard. It's necessary and great to have somebody who understands where you're coming from because that person is also going to like understand your boundaries and limitations without any question, right? Because it's just like somebody yeah. who like sees that I just like posted this like video uh, on, on Instagram of me like going ham at the gym, like they're going to be like, oh, but like cutting the video wiped you out that's weird and interesting like but it's just like, like they don't get it you know what i'm saying right exactly but you have someone in your life that will see that and be like oh the the cut in the video looked harder than the work <laughs> that was a lot no and i'm super proud of you your fitness videos i mean i'm sometimes i'm jealous i'm like wow like liz is so active she can do all these things i'm like i could not do that you know what it is I just I I keep hearing it in my brain like this like my doctor and I my first doctor and I she said you know like you're not like it's not like you're going to die sooner like but your body is going to start degrading sooner than everybody else's so like you need a head start like you need to give your body a head start so like you have to quit smoking and like and this was all like this all happened when I was still smoking when I was still very fat like in between then and now like I quit smoking you know and it's been like at least like five years now you know like I've lost 100 pounds you know so it's just like all of these things where it's just like I'm like I'm like okay like if I have to, if I have to catch up, so then I'm going to get really caught up. I'm going to get really caught up just in case. I love it. I love it. Well, yeah, you're not going to die from it. We're going to die with it. I love that. Uh, I shouldn't like that, but I like that. I know. I know. And that's where we'll conclude our MS Tales. Well, for now, at least. Thank you again to my guest, Emma, for being so open and vulnerable with her MS journey. And I'm sending you all the love and prayers for some cooler weather soon. As always, thanks so much for listening to this week's Mugful of Mimosas with Liz. If you can, please hit that subscribe or follow button and leave me a five-star review on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen. And follow me on Instagram or TikTok at LizLaughLoveNYC. See you next week, and between now and then, please make sure your cup stays full. Bye!